This is a CNA podcast. Chris, we'll do the quick fire round again. So I'll say a phrase and then we'll get your thoughts, maybe about five words or less. That's stressful, yeah. man. Really? <laughs> of course. <laughs> he looks really stressed, actually. <laughs> Only five. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> to buy or not to buy hospitalization insurance? Must buy. Integrated shield plan? If you want a better me- a medical care, buy it. Topping up MediSave. If you can afford it, top it up. Maternity insurance. Not the first priority. Healthcare costs in Singapore. It's going up. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Money Talks. I'm your host, Sarah Caldy, business news presenter at CNA. Have you been told you need surgery and the first thing you worry about is how you'll be able to afford it? Well, it's no surprise that a medical crisis can break a family's finances, and that's what health insurance tries to avoid. With us to discuss this is wealth advisor Christopher Tan. He's the CEO of Provident. You may remember him from our last episode about life insurance, but today we'll focus on the do's and don'ts of getting health insurance including the myths and realities of protecting yourself from really high medical bills. Chris, thank you so much for joining us again. There are so many types of insurance products. We talked about life insurance, but I know that you think medical insurance Mm. is actually the most important one that we need to have. And why is that? Yeah, so I think, as I have mentioned earlier, not everybody may need life insurance in terms of death coverage, critical illness coverage, or disability income coverage for the purpose of income replacement. Not everybody has got a dependent. And also, there will be certain point in our life whereby we no longer earn an income. And therefore, this kind of insurance will no longer be necessary. However, Medical insurance, especially hospitalization insurance, is needed at every phase of our life, regardless of whether we have dependence or not. Because if we fall sick, we want the option to have the best medical care without breaking the bank, without having to Mm -hmm. maybe force sell our investments to fund the medical expenses or dig into our emergency fund to fund these medical expenses. Mm -hmm. And therefore, medical expenses is necessary at every stage of our lives, regardless of our age. So I would say that, yes, every insurance is important. But if you put a gun on my head and say, choose the most important one, Mm -hmm. then it will be medical insurance, specifically hospitalization and surgical insurance. But we also have several government healthcare schemes. We've got MediShield Life, CareShield Life, Integrated Shield Plan. I mean, there's so many, and I really haven't figured them all out until quite recently. Mm. Can you give us an overview of what is already available? Yeah, so if you're a Singaporean or PR, you will be universally covered by the government scheme called MediShield Life. But the thing about MediShield Life is that it's only suitable if you intend to go to a B2 and C ward. Only the subsidized ward. Now, if you want better quality of care, if you want privacy, then perhaps MediShield Life may not be sufficient. So, for example, if you want to go to a B1 ward, you want to go to an A2, A1 ward in the government hospital, or in Singapore, you want to go to the Mount E, Glen Eagle, so on and so forth, then MediShield Life will not be sufficient. 
Or, for example, if you want the option of choosing your own consultant, mm. then MediShield Life may not be sufficient because in a subsidized ward, you may not have the choice to choose your own doctor. Okay. Now, if that's very important for you, then MediShield Life is not suitable. Mm-hmm. How about the others? Because now there's CareShield Life because that's mm. pretty new, right? Yeah. So the difference between MediShield Life and CareShield Life is that MediShield Life is a hospital and surgical insurance. It pays when you are warded into hospital to pay for the expenses incurred while you are hospitalized or for certain simple surgery mm-hmm. or pre and post hospital expenses. CareShield Life is different in that it is a severe disability insurance. It pays when you can no longer perform three out of six of the activities of daily living. For example, you cannot bathe on your own, Mm. you cannot go toileting on your own, you cannot dress up on your own, you cannot cook on your own, you cannot feed yourself, Mm. you cannot transfer from the bed to the wheelchair and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Now, you cannot perform three out of these six activities of daily living then CareShield Life will pay you a monthly amount for you to use perhaps to pay for assistive devices or to engage a helper Mm. or if you want to go to a nursing home to be cared for, then CareShield Life pays this fixed amount every month to subsidize the cost. So that's the difference. One is the hospital plan. The other one is a severe disability Mm. insurance plan. And that would be like much later in life, hopefully, right? Um, Well, most of us think so, but studies have shown that sometimes we can be severely disabled at a young age. Now, how do we be severely disabled? Yeah, dementia could be one of them, Mm. but it could be a critical illness that causes us to be severely disabled. You know, what if we don't do anything, Chris? What if we don't even look at what we're covered for? We don't buy any other medical insurance and then we find ourselves in the hospital. What happens? Yeah, so if you have not upgraded your insurance plans, you Mm. have not bought any, but you are in the hospital right now, there is nothing you can do Mm. if you don't have. But if you are a Singaporean or a PR, like I said, the least you will have is a medical life. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully that helps. But you got to make sure that you must go to the subsidized ward. Mm. Now, cash you life is now compulsory mm-hmm. for those of us who are 30 years old and above. Mm-hmm. So at the minimum, we should have the basic cash you life. Mm-hmm. But I guess, like you mentioned earlier, we won't be able to choose where to go, what hospital we want to be at, or the kind of doctor that assess us and would take care of us if we don't buy anything else when it comes to medical insurance. Yeah, so you will just have to be very satisfied with mm-hmm. basic care at the mm-hmm. government hospital. Not that it's not good, but mm-hmm. you just don't have options. But what about company medical insurance? Mm-hmm. Those who are working, we have some kind of medical insurance from our companies and how reliant should we be on this? So company insurance, they are good to have, but we have to consider the fact that one day we may not work anymore Mm. or one day we may not want to work in the company that we are working for right now. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you move to another company, you may say that, yeah, then I have a new company insurance, right? Mm. The problem is that if you have got pre-existing illnesses by then, Mm then you may not get on that scheme. So while company insurance is good, we must always remind ourselves that we may not be able to get on the scheme Mm -hmm. or one day we will not work. And if you want to buy then, you may not be able to buy insurance because your health has changed. Mm -hmm. So we have to get it early, as early as we can, it sounds. I'm not a big advocate for spending on insurance because I always look at insurance as an expense, Mm -hmm. not really a saving. But I will strongly advocate that we should really at least get a good hospitalization plan. Mm -hmm. That is crucial. 
With hospitalization insurance, you pay every year and then you're covered for that year that you pay. Now, if you don't go to the hospital, then good. Mm. But then you feel like your money just kind of didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, what would you say to that? So I'll say, would you then rather claim <laughs> so that you don't throw away your money? I think we can't look at it this way. Mm. When we buy the insurance plan, it is really, like I say, a contingency plan. Mm. And we really don't want to use it. And we rejoice when we don't have to use it. Yeah. But having said that, I know where these people are coming from. And that is why it is very important to spend as little as you can on insurance. Mm -hmm. Buy as much as you need for the coverage, but pay as little as you can because you hope that you will throw this money away. You really mm -hmm. hope you won't use it and throw this money away. And so buy the suitable insurance plans so that you pay as little as you can. You mentioned that we should pay as little as we can mm. when it comes to hospitalization insurance, but still get it. Mm. The thing is, there are different types of plans. I guess integrated shield plans is how you would describe it, right? There are different mm. types, different companies offering different things. And what then should we keep in mind when we try to compare these options? generally the benefits of these integrated plans from various companies are largely the same. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we've got to ask ourselves is, number one, what ward would I want to stay if I fall sick? Do I want to have a private hospital option? Mm -hmm. So that's the first question we want. Mm -hmm. So if I want to have a private hospital option, I must buy those plans that will allow me to claim if I go into a private hospital. Similarly, if I want to stay in an AWOT, I want to have the option. When you mm. buy an AWOT plan, it doesn't mean that you have to go and stay in an AWOT, but you have the option mm. to stay in an AWOT. So you buy the suitable plan. So that's the first thing you've got to ask yourself. Now, after you have done that, then you basically look across all the various insurers. They are like, you know, I lost count now, like seven yeah, or eight insurers bit, that yeah. everyone offers it, right? Mm. The plans are largely the same, but you might want to look at pre and post hospitalization. Mm. How many days do they pay? Some insurance company only pays like 180 days pre and post. Some insurance companies, they pay up to one year pre and post. Now, pre and post is important because, especially post, right? Say after a surgery or after a hospitalization stay, you may need to go to the doctor for review mm. and they can be very costly. So that's probably the second thing you look at in deciding which plan is suitable for you. Some plans they focus specific on, for example, cancer. You can claim a bit more or some other diseases. Look through those features and ask yourself whether having a specific cover like this is important Then you go for that plan. Mm -hmm. And after you have done all this due diligence, of course, probably the last question you should ask yourself is look at the premium. Mm -hmm. Can you afford it? Mm -hmm. That's the most important question because no point buying a very good plan. You yeah. think it's a solid plan, but in the end, you can't afford it. And hope that you won't have to tap into this money. So like you mentioned, think of it as something that you're kind of putting away and not going to use, right? That's right. And That's then right. there's this other thing about riders. Mm. And that is what gets it a bit more expensive mm. yes. when you're offered an option to add extra protection on top of the private medical insurance that mm. you already have. And it gets more expensive as we age. So. Right. When do you think we should look into this? I guess for riders, it really depends on whether you want to mitigate the risk of paying for the deductible and the co-insurance. 
all the extra charges that you have to cough up on top of whatever is covered by the insurance agency. Is that right? Right, that's right. Yeah, the insurance company. So when you buy a main plan, say for example, it pays 90% of your hospitalization costs. Mm -hmm. But there is always a deductible you have to pay first. So for those of us who drive a car, it's like when we get into an accident, the first $500 or $800 we have to pay. We call it excess. Mm -hmm. The deductible is the excess. So that's the first thing you have to pay. Mm -hmm. And then after that, there's a co-share. So when you buy a rider, in a way you cover for the co-sharing part as well as the deductible. So you want to ask yourself whether that's important for you because the rider you cannot pay by CPF. Mm -hmm. You can only pay by cash. And so you might want to look at your budget. Mm. And does this change as we age? Because I would imagine that our risk of getting hospitalized just goes up as we get older. How often do you think we should review or think about changing whatever medical insurance we already have? So the premiums for this kind of hospitalization plan, it goes up based on a certain age band. Hmm. As we get older, the premium will go up, that's for sure. Now, the second reason why the premium will go up is when the insurance companies experience a poor claim experience. And we have experienced that over the past 10 years or so. We realized that the premiums for our hospital plan, it kept going up because the insurance company were getting a lot of claims. Mm -hmm. And the amount of premiums that they have collected now cannot support those claims. Mm -hmm. So from time to time, the insurance company may raise the premium. So that's the second reason that you will go. And these two, we really cannot do anything yeah. about it. Now, the question on whether we should review our insurance plan, I would say once you buy a hospital plan, mm -hmm. try to stick with it. Try not to change mm -hmm. it because you may have certain health changes along the way, especially as we get older. And if you change a plan, but because of your pre-existing illnesses, you get exclusion, then you might as well stay with the previous plan. Now, mm. if you really, really want to change to another insurer for whatever reason, please buy the new insurance first. Mm. Make sure you have been accepted before you cancel the previous one. Yeah, that's a good point. Hi, my name is Steve Lai. And I'm Teresa Tang. And we are the hosts of the new podcast, CNA Correspondent. From New York to Bangkok, join us as we kick back and chat with our colleagues across the globe about the latest news developments. Look out for our weekly episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Chris, you're talking about our health and the likelihood of us you know, getting hospitalized and how much we need to prepare for that. But what about our elderly parents? Mm. I mean, how can we ensure that they have the medical insurance that they need in their golden years and they are prepared for whatever happens? It's a very good question. As much as possible, and I say that because sometimes our parents are just too old to buy. For example, if your mm, parents yeah. are in their 80s, then the insurance company will not take them anymore. Mm -hmm. But as much as possible, get our parents. And if you are married, get your parents-in-law mm. to also yeah, buy the hospital plan. When we marry someone, yeah. and I don't mean to put it in a bad way, but when you marry someone, you also shoulder that liability and that mm. burden of taking yeah. care of our in-laws, right? Yeah. And medical costs, especially for the elderly, can be very expensive. So as much as possible, buy these insurance plans for your parents. Mm -hmm. Buy it also for your in-laws. 
Do you mean even if they're older and the premiums are high and there may be issues about pre-existing conditions that it's still worth looking at? Generally, yes, because it depends on the exclusion, right? I mean, if mm-hmm. it excludes too many things, then maybe it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. But we cannot change the past. Mm. So if our parents already got those pre-existing illnesses, and if the insurance can't cover that, I can't change that. Mm. But at least it gives me the peace of mind that if anything happens to them that is not related to their pre-existing illnesses, mm. then at least I can give them the option of a better ward a better mm-hmm. doctor. Of course, buy what you can afford. You don't have to buy the most expensive private hospital mm-hmm. and all that. Maybe a BWAP plan will be good enough. Mm-hmm. And at least generally for Asians, and that's my experience for our aged parents, mm-hmm. they also do not like to stay in a one-bedder right. or a private yeah. hospital. A four-bedder actually is quite good for mm-hmm. them already. How about for our kids? Mm. Would you say this is the first thing that you should buy when it comes to taking care of your kids? And if there's anyone out there thinking of getting like endowment plans or life insurance, and maybe this is something they should focus on. Yes, absolutely, Sarah. You hit the nail on the head. Please don't even consider endowment plan and a whole life Mm. plan before you buy the hospital plan for your kid. Mm. That's the first plan to buy. The minute the insurance company is willing to accept your child, Mm -hmm. buy it because you don't know what's going to happen to them. I mean, nowadays, we have heard of stories of children Mm. after they are born, they come out of hospital, they may have to be watered again for extreme jaundice or whatever. Mm. Get the plan up as soon as possible. And after you have done that, then go and consider other insurance plans, which we talk a lot about the previous episode. Yeah, this is something I learned later. (laughs) Good thing I didn't have to pay too much. But I didn't realize how often these kids can get hospitalized, especially when they're young. But what about those, Chris, who maybe are young, they don't have dependents, they are healthy, they're not really hospitalized often, and they don't feel the urgency about getting hospitalization insurance, what would you say to them? Like maybe if I wait two more years when my job is better or maybe when my pay is a little better than I can afford looking at this. You don't buy your insurance only when you need it. It's probably too late. Hmm. And unfortunately, we never know what's going to happen. I think if there's one thing this pandemic has taught us Hmm. is that life is really uncertain. Hmm. I really do not know when I'm going to fall sick. Mm -hmm. So buy it while you are still healthy. And the last thing I want to say is if you don't buy the rider, the premiums can be largely covered by your Medisafe. Mm. So there isn't a lot of -of out-of-pocket kind of payment. Mm -hmm. It's largely from your Medisafe. So you should be able to afford it, especially if you are young. Your premium is not that high. Mm -hmm. So I will strongly encourage you. I mean, if you want to do the first thing right for Mm -hmm. your own financial planning, buy that hospital plan. I cannot emphasize how important it is. Mm-hmm. Are there any instances in your career or in your life that made you appreciate this option that you have? Yeah, plenty. I can talk for the next one, two hours about all my experiences, my personal family and clients. But when my son was one years old, he went to hospital mm. and he continued to go to hospital every year for the next four years. Oh. And it was for not very serious thing like gastroenteritis. Mm-hmm. Some kids, they cope with it very well. My son didn't. Mm-hmm. So he went to hospital every time he has got gastroenteritis. Mm-hmm. And one of the year he had fits, he had to go to hospital. And another year he had enlarged tonsils and adenoids. Mm-hmm. He had to go for surgery. All these were paid by the hospital plan I bought for him. And when he grew up, 
he's in competitive sports mm. and so he tore his ACL he's injured himself the cost came up to about 10,000 for that treatment mm. the hospital plan really saved him mm. personally I've gone for a few endoscopy gastroscopy mm. because of some readings from the doctor mm -hmm. each time I go it's about 4,000 my hospital plan paid for it my late mom who passed away this year mm. she was very sick in the last 10 years of her life and every year I always say she has to check in to the hospital for regular servicing, like the car broke down, <laughs> right? So each time she checked in for servicing, because I bought a hospital plan for her, I had the option to give her at least B ward stay mm -hmm. so that she can rest because it's quiet and all that. So I think having that option is very important because when our loved ones and ourselves, we are unwell, the last thing we want to think about is where do I find the money? The focus is on how do I give my loved ones the best medical care? Mm -hmm. And having that hospital plan gives you that freedom. Yeah. What about for those who are hoping it's not going to happen to me? Like, oh, I'm pretty healthy. I eat right. Maybe I don't need that much when it comes to medical insurance, hospital. You know, yeah. I mean, isn't that why I am taking care of my body? Isn't that why I'm working out and eating healthy so that I don't have to spend a lot of my days yeah. in the hospital facing these types of things? Yeah, I've got a lot to say about this. So you've got to ask yourself whether what gives you that peace of mind. Hmm. Is it hope that will give you that peace of mind or having a good and suitable hospital plan will give you that peace of mind. Mm. And the word hope has two meanings. One is, I wish. Mm. And the other meaning is that because I have planned for it, I have certainty that it will be taken care of. So what kind of hope do you want to have? Mm. So I'll say it is just not wise mm. that whilst I understand we take care of our body, we eat healthily, we go for exercise, it is just not wise to hope that things will not happen because when it does happen, it might be too late for you to consider insurance. Yeah. And before we let you go, Chris, I want to get your take on this phrase that in Singapore, you can die, but you can't get sick. I don't really agree because as long as you are satisfied with subsidized care, mm. you will still be okay because we talk a lot about B ward, A ward and all that you are still going to get the same medicine mm. and at least you can get medical attention even if you are in the B2 and C ward. Mm -hmm. And in Singapore, the good thing is besides MediSafe, MediShield, if that is still not enough for you, there is always that MediFund. The government will come in and help you and they always treat you before they check whether you have money. This is mm, not like other countries yeah. whereby you need to have insurance before they ward you. The hospital ward you, they treat you first, they talk about the settlement later. So I think that's the good thing. So I'm not sure whether that's exactly true. Mm, interesting take there, Chris. Thank you so much for your insights. And as you mentioned there, that hospital insurance is the most important thing we can buy. And it's needed at every phase of our life, not just when we're young, but especially when we get older. But it is a contingency plan that we have to look into. And we also have to pay attention to things like pre and post hospitalization coverage when choosing our medical insurance. Thanks so much, Chris. Always a pleasure having you on. Thank you very much for having me. We hope you enjoy this episode of Money Talks. The team behind this podcast is Jacqueline Chan, Audrey Wan, Daniel Lee, and Crispina Robert. Till next time, this is Sarah Taldean.